Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. Today we're kind of doing a week roundup, so to speak. There's been a lot of stuff happening this week, um, especially nerd-wise. Um, I think it's it, it's good to just discuss that, right? So um, basically what we'll be covering throughout this episode is Andor, She-Hulk and Rings of Power. Uh, I'll try and dedicate an even amount of time to each, but um, I think more will be said about Rings of Power and She-Hulk now that it's finished, as opposed to Andor, which is only halfway through its run. Um, so let's let's start with Andor. Um, Andor finished its second arc, its sixth ep- sixth episode this week, and it was a good episode. It was a really good episode, perhaps one of the most gripping pieces of Star Wars content there has been. It had stakes. It had um, issues of morality. It had um, heart as well. Um, very good. Very fun. Um, I think I'm very excited to see where the next episodes l- l- like lead us. And um, yeah, I think it's 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 perhaps one of the best pieces of Star Wars media there is right now. Um, not to say that there won't be, won't be something that supersedes it in the future, but as of right now, I think Andor is even taking over Rogue One for me, and Rogue One was my favourite piece of Star Wars content prior to this. And if I'm getting wrong, Rogue One will always have a, a sort of place, but um, I do think Andor is kind of beating not just the TV shows now, but the movies as well, which is which is weird to say, but... True, I, I would say. Um, I very, I very much don't find much um, bad critique on Andor, um, and that's not to say that there isn't some. And that's not to say that if you looked for it, you wouldn't find it. Um, and it's not to say there isn't problems with the show. But overall, I do think it's a really good understanding of what the Star Wars fan base wants, and it's this, it's this kind of grounded, um, well thought out, well planned, um, executed story right and i think that's why it's going over so well with so many fans of of so many different types as well um and i'm very happy about that i think it really does also emphasize the importance of rogue one and like should i say um reinvigorate rogue one um i think watching andor and then you'll watch rogue one and then you'll you'll kind of be like wow this is why he did this or this is it, it feels like there's a bit of empowerment there um, from from like a, of a like a, a a stronger upsurge of emotion that's going to happen if you rewatch Rogue One, if that makes sense. So yes, very happy with Andor. Um, what we've heard is that Episode Seven will be like a standalone episode, like a kind of interlude almost, and then uh, eight, nine, and ten will be an arc, and eleven and twelve will be an arc. So I'm assuming this is just a presumption, a kind of um, forward thought. Um, that one, I'm um, sorry, 11 and 12 will be longer, maybe almost like, again, like a, a, a kind of two-part, um, almost movie-esque episode. Whether or not that's true, obviously we'll have to wait and see, but I think that's likely to be the case if we're talking about having um, this kind of interlude episode. I'm very interested to see what that's about. Um, some people kind of posit that it might be like an Imperial episode or like, the bad guy episode dealing with a bit of um, Deidre Miro and um, Cyril Khan. Um, that could be fun. Uh, I, I can see why, because we haven't had much of Cyril since he went home. And uh, Deidre, Dedra, however you say it, is working on something with the ISB. So that could be a fun episode to do. Give us a little bit of insight into those characters before we basically have Andor go toe-to-toe with them. I will say my favorite performance in the show so far even though he hasn't been in these last few episodes so much, is um, um, Stellan Skarsgård's um, Luthan Rail. That's the, that's the 
thing I want to say. Luthan Rail. Um, and I think I think he's just it, it brought such a gravitas to Star Wars and a totally different type of character, right? And I think that's the same with Mon Mothma as well. Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly's Mon Mothma. It feels new, it feels fresh, even though we're inhabiting very much the same world that we always have. In fact, closest to episode four. The, the beginning of Star Wars. So I think it's very interesting. I'm really enjoying it. Um, season two as well, obviously, is already filming, I believe, or in production or so, something like that. So like we're going to be finishing season one and season two isn't going to be too far behind. It's going to be hot off the heels, so to speak, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, I'm interested to see how that happens, though, because usually shows have cliffhangers. And this is something I'll talk about with Rings of Power. Um, but it feels like more recently shows that have been kind of greenlit for multiple seasons almost just like finish on like a random point. It's almost like if you finished a book halfway through a chapter, not, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like obviously there's still a, like a satisfying payoff, so to speak, but it feels like it's almost like actually we made like a, a, a you know, 50 episode season, but we're going to split it up type thing. It, it, it would almost be as if you were watching a soap opera and it was running for 50 weeks, so to speak, if you know what I mean. Like, it's that kind of feeling of like, oh, um, you know, this, if, if, we, we, if we could produce this all at once, we would, type thing. Um, and like, I'm, I'm interested to see how Andor's going to end, because I'm wondering if it's going to be like a big ending, or if it's going to be like a more seamless, like you could go straight into season two and it kind of carry on. For example, I was watching um, Breaking Bad recently. I've never watched Breaking Bad before. I'm, I've finished season one, I'm into season two. And they're essentially a continued story, one and two. And that sometimes happens when production can't like, keep up with, you know, um, the, the story that they have planned or the episodes or they need financial support. So they put the first season out so they can get the second season going. Um, but it, it's interesting. I, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering what the stylistic choice is there. Like, no, it's not a bad thing. It's just I'm wondering why um, certain shows are doing that at the moment. Um, is it like, again, is it because they essentially have one, one whole story that's kind of flowing? Or is it, is it because actually this was meant to be a lot longer, but we, we stipended, like, um, shortened it? Who knows? But it's very interesting to see and very interesting to think about. So that is Andor um let's move on next to we'll go in terms of the week so she hulk was next um and i've got to say i really enjoyed she hulk i know there's a lot of controversy around she hulk some of it is legitimate some of it is very much not um but what i will say is that i think this was the strongest finish of an mcu show and i think a lot of people agreed with me on that um i personally feel like it went outside of its box it said we're not going to do the typical you know ending and it blew every disney plus show marvel wise out of the water and i would say it's probably one of my most favorite projects overall in the mcu now so for those who aren't aware um she hulk broke the fourth wall hard in this um this final episode this ninth episode and essentially what she did was she went and entreated with Kevin Feige in AI form um, and said, look, I don't like the way my story is going. Change it. And so he does. Um, but because of that, they kind of elucidate points about like how um, VFX can be de demanding and or how, um, you know, there's certain things that like we don't want to 
see every time we're sick of the same ending like this kind of like cgi battle sequence with like so much going on and like it's not really relevant to the stakes of the plot and all the like there's too many times we've seen blood be some type of super soldier serum and, and it, it's it's interesting I, I think it does beg the question why can't we do more fun things in marvel when the comics are as raucous as they come um and so i agree i think it's it's a good take i hope that they learn it going forward though i hope that they use that going forward i hope that when we get to something like you know not everything because like for example um iron heart i expect some fighting in that because it's iron it's iron man-esque and, and you know it, that's action and it's suspense and you know all that type of stuff i get that but like when we get to house of harkness for example if that is a very different ending or a very peculiar ending then that'll be fun I would like that if it was like kind of like a, a kind of trippy kind of whatever. I, I don't even know because I don't even know how to explain it because that's the thing as well. that We've become so used to the big CGI battle at the end that it's hard to think of alternatives. But She-Hulk managed it. And uh, not just that, she managed to introduce so much. She managed to um, poke fun at the fact that the X-Men are coming. Um, she managed to... Um, suggest we have a season two of She-Hulk to look forward to. She managed to um, elucidate on a Hulk film that everyone's been waiting for. Um, and on top of that, we got a Scar reveal at the end. We saw Wong and Abomination um, going off to do whatever they're doing. And Daredevil and She-Hulk seem to be together now, which is very interesting. I wonder how that's going to play out for Born Again, if Born Again isn't beforehand or some kind of contrivance happens. But um, no, I'm very excited. I think it's a very interesting idea. I think it's a very interesting um, plot line. And the best part is, and this is, this is perhaps the funniest part, it's straight out of the comics. Um, She-Hulk jumps out of her panels a lot. Like, a lot. And, and like there is one where she literally does go back to the back of the issue to fight the villain straight away. And that's what this felt like, right? Um, and I think, I think people don't like that. And I think, I get it. Because if you don't know a She-Hulk, then you'd be thinking, what the hell's going on? Like, this isn't like, for you, this is like a Deadpool trope or it's like a weird thing that's happening, right? But like, personally, as someone who's read a lot of She-Hulk, this just made total, total sense. Like, I, I sat there and I was like, yep, that's She-Hulk. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they've done it. But yes, that's, that's She-Hulk, you know? And so I, I was thrilled pleased it is slightly weird don't get me wrong and it does provide a lot of implica like weird implications for the mcu going forward but it depends on how they want to deal with that because like you could just not like you could just not like that's the whole fourth wall thing in a nutshell right like you just accept it and that's it like it's one of those things that like this is how it is and then we just go with it like it it's like how in certain like fictional settings there's a technology that just doesn't make sense in, in regard to everything else and you're like okay um like 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 for example um like this is just a random example i'm clicking to the top of my head it's not even a real story but everyone everyone can teleport anywhere they want and there's still cars like it's that kind of thing right and you just accept it because like almost like cars like it's just like it's like one of those weird kind of just like you just you just go with it because that's the universe and it's like for she-hulk her own little microcosm that's that now what i think is liable to happen personally is that 
you will probably get um, She-Hulk staying insular, uh, and that most people come into her show rather than her going out of her show. Now, obviously, I think she will go out of the show on occasion, but I think whenever she shows up elsewhere, the fourth wall breaks mightn't happen or you might even get like a, a joke to her like being in her head or something like that like as if the fourth wall break would happen but it doesn't um or or you can get more of a kind of subtle version i don't think you'll see for example she hulk turn up in daredevil and then leap out of the like like leap out of the screen i don't think that would happen but i think um i think obviously it's going to be either insular or um, for example, She-Hulk might show up in something like Deadpool 3 or further Deadpool pro projects or Deadpool show up in She-Hulk. And that'll be fun because they'll riff off each other in terms of the fourth wall breaking. Um, in fact, it would be great if She-Hulk was part of Deadpool 3. I think it'd be a great way of introducing him by finding that there is a fourth wall breaker over here as well uh, in the MCU versus the Fox universe. But um, yeah, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that like, I, I think unless it's small moments, like, like for example, like Wanda has had where she's looked at the camera or like, um, you know, other little moments where there's been someone who's looked to the camera. Like, I think you'll, you'll probably see it left alone. Um, I could see something like when you do your next, like you do the like uh, Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. I can imagine She-Hulk being in that and dealing with like a sequence where She-Hulk's like, what the fuck's going on? And like, for whatever reason, her... She's out of time and or out of time and reality and and Kang is or something fun like that that would like allow it but also keep it relatively like within parameters like Kang's breaking you know the timeline etc so like She Hulk breaking the fourth wall isn't as crazy type thing um, I I kind of hope something like that would happen or like for example you could have like variants popping up all over the place and like one of them does it as a side joke like like one She-Hulk variant or so something like that. But what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's going to be as raucous um, of a fourth wall break in other parts of the franchise um, that She-Hulk might show up in. Like if she was in World War Hulk, I think that'd be a very serious movie and they wouldn't do it as much, if at all, um, if that does end up happening. Um, but yeah, so very happy with She-Hulk. I think it's a trailblazing show. I think it's 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 only it, it ekes out one division because of its finale. Like if one division had a better finale, um, I think I don't I think it would be on par with or worse than one division. But one division did fumble the bag at the end, so I do think She Hulk is better than one division for me. Um, so that's that. Lastly, we have Rings of Power, and so Rings of Power also had its finale and. I'll go back to my first point to begin with. It ends, and I know that sounds like a very weird place to start with this, but it ends on a very open, like, um, narrative. Like, there's not a lot of, like, conclusion in this finale. Now, that's not a bad thing. I actually love this episode. It was my favorite of the lot. Um, I think there was a lot of interesting stuff going on and a lot of interesting kind of reveals, etc., and so on. Um, but I do think... Um, I do think it's quite open-ended and that's okay. I have no issue with that. I think, you know, if you know you're going to do a season two or a season three and we already know it and they're already in production of it, I believe in the, the UK right now. Um, so um, I'm not too fussed about it, but it was, it was very interesting to see this kind of very open-ended ending. Um, didn't really have a lot of clothes. Like it had some, 
um, but it didn't have a lot of closure. It felt like it was just like I could like it felt like if an episode dropped next week, it would make sense. If and that's kind of the feeling I've got. Um, whereas like you know other TV shows, you see an ending and you're like, okay, we know that something's going to kind of change the next season, for example. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed Rings of Power. I think the acting was phenomenal, actually, personally. I, uh, the, the Stranger, for example, most of the episodes up until the finale, he barely spoke. It was, so it was all through eyes and, and hands and, and like crouching and, and moving in a certain way. And that's, that takes talent um, to be able to pull that off. I mean, if you think about whenever you've tried to kind of even just deliver a line, you find that hard. So imagine trying to portray 10 lines through your eyes. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible to think about. Like, it, it, it's, it's a very um, demanding kind of role because you have to look into these types of things, like what a scared animal might look like and, you know, all that type of stuff. Like, how do you deal with that? And then Galadriel, uh, I think uh, that was a great piece of uh, acting, especially the last episode um, from Galadriel's actress. And Sauron who showed up, which, which is crazy to say now. I know we've been talking about him for the whole season or thinking about him for the whole season, but he's there, um, and he is who a lot of people expected him to be. Um, that is Halbrand. But, um, but I think... But I think it was done in a very interesting way because even within the episode itself, it tries to confuse the characters of the storyline, which is very fun. The the three kind of um, I don't know how to describe them other than witches, but that's probably not the best word for them. The three um, women from Rune um, that were looking for uh, Sauron found instead one of the Astari, who we assume is Gandalf, but it could be another one. I don't I don't know. I'm not too I'm not too big on. Um, the, the back reading of, of Lord of the Rings. I, I need to do it, but I haven't. Um, so I, I, I was found that interesting. I found that interesting that they kind of almost went, we probably won't fool all of the people in the audience because they've probably read this or know about this. Let's fool some of the characters instead. I think it's a very fun way of in, letting us, we're laughing at them because they don't know type thing. And we, we, we're like, you don't know. You're not, you're not aware. So that was fun. It, it was like a like inside joke, laughing at you kind of thing. Um, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I think I think season two needs to be a little bit more impactful from the off. Now, don't get me wrong. Season one was great, and season one is an establishing season. You know, so there's a lot of wide spanning stuff. There's a lot of stuff that like needs to be set up characters and you know um, places and locations and you know. Um, political factions and all sorts. But I feel like season two needs to be deeper. I feel like it needs to get into characters and like really go for it and like have a lot more like, it doesn't have to necessarily be conflict in the sense of fighting. I don't think that's necessarily what I want more of. I, I We've seen fighting in every show possible. You've seen uh, a man skid through a man's legs. You've seen a man sliced a person in half. You've seen someone punch someone to death. Like you've seen all that. We've seen it all before. I, I what I would like is just some type of conflict, yes, but conflict in the same way that the finale dealt with Sauron and Galadriel. The fact that they literally sparred mentally. Now, I'm not saying that it all has to be that either. I'm just saying I would like something that's a little bit more fresh in terms of you know. I I think fantasy often ends up being these big fights on big battlefields, and 
it depends how long the battlefield is, the battle is, but like sometimes those things drag on and sometimes they're not fun. And sometimes you're thinking, okay, can we move on to the next piece of like interesting information about this place? But that that's me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm uh different. Maybe I'm built different uh in regards to how I like my story. But no, I I think combat can be fun and in places, but I think a lot of the time combat just comes along as like a filler. So I, I, I want conflict, but I want conflict that means something or conflict that isn't of sword versus sword, shield versus shield, spear versus spear, if that makes sense. Um yeah, I think I think it's a good season. I think whilst obviously there were limitations because of um lack of rights on Amazon's behalf and so they had to kind of skirt around things. I think it was good. I think it was fun. I think season two is going to be even better. Um, with that said, um, I think um, you've still got some work to do in regards to um, bringing the fan base on board. Now, not, not, there's certain fans, again, who don't like it for whatever reason, but I do think there's some things that you could have done better to elucidate some points of contention sorry kind of like how do i put it elucidated some points of contention was not the words i was looking for um to kind of oh how to put it to kind of remove the exacerbation of issues surrounding certain feelings about characters now that's a lot of words to say but what i mean by that is there was ways in which you could have made the story more spanning by simply a few changes for example giving some kind of longer or or kind of longer ago scenes to the elves making the elves seem more ethereal um making the elves seem more set apart there was still parts of that but i feel like it wasn't as strong as it could have been and um yeah it, it, it kind of it kind of distracted. There was one that really got me, um, which was um it was a costuming issue actually, but um Gilgalad especially and Elrond have no sideburns, which is a very weird thing to complain about. Um, but it, it like it makes their face look very peculiar. And um yeah, I don't know, I, I I didn't like it. Once I saw it, I couldn't look back. And yeah. But um no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Wings of Power, I enjoyed She-Hulk and Andor just getting really, really good. Um TV is in a good place right now. That's all I can say. Oh, Werewolf by Night as well. I don't know if I spoke to you guys about that, but in passing, very good, very fun, very different. I think I maybe did, but anyway, a little bit of a side point for you guys there. Um anyways, guys, with that said, if you're enjoying these shorts, let me know. If you're not maybe don't let me know but you can if you want um thank you for watching slash listening as always and i'll see you next week